Thank you for coming on for MIT Podcast.、Uh, this is a platform where we invite entrepreneur and also、uh, people who just get into a new space, trying to scale and trying to make progress.、Um, you certainly have made made a lot of progress. We'd like to hear about your story. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for、uh, bringing me on. I'm, I'm honored to, to be, I guess,、uh, on one of these episodes here of yours, and、um, maybe also learn about a new platform I didn't know MIT existed. So.、Um, Yeah, it's always a learning.、Awesome. Right? Yes, yes, awesome, awesome, Felipe. So,、um, give give us a a, a quick five, five minutes,、uh, you know, highlight on who you are, what you have done, and what you've been through, and what should people know about you. Sure thing.、Um, yeah, I you know was working for the uh, SBA, uh, basically doing small business consulting,、um, and then I came across、uh, a podcast that was from、uh, I forget his name. The guy who did the Wolf of Wall Street,、uh, the guy、uh, Jordan Belfort,、right. he was he was interviewing Grant Cardone, and they had a fight. Know, what's that? They have an argument, and you know. yeah. <laughs> well, the whole premise of the podcast was sales, right?、Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and he he was basically interviewing Grant about sales, and you know he asked Grant, you know, how much does your sales training、uh, company do? And you know, Grant obviously gave him the figures as he's not shy to do.、Um, mm-hmm. But at the same time, so basically, Grant said, "You know, I have, you know, however many companies I have, whatever ten companies or what have you, but you know, the company that by far brings in the most profit and revenue to me is real estate."、Um, and then he emphasized that you know, sales is a, a very important and large component of real estate. And you know, I had had some sales background and, and、um, you know, wanted to to get back into doing something entrepreneurial. I just could never really figure out what that would be, right? For me, the best fit for me.、Um, so, you know, after、uh, seeing that, I、um, went out and got, you know, my realtor license, which is, I guess, the the first step for for most people as far as what they think is the way to get into real estate, right?、Um, and as soon as I、uh, got that license、uh, to work here in, in Washington D.C.,、um, you know, March of 2020 happened, right? And I thought to myself,、mm-hmm. how the hell am I gonna You know, sell houses if I can't even show houses, right? True.、Um, so,、uh, and then you know, with with all the,、uh, you know, there's obviously maintenance expenses that one needs to incur to to keep your license and what have you. So what I did is I、uh, shortly thereafter froze my license here in D.C. and I began to learn about investing real estate, investment real estate, which、um, I quickly found out was much more interesting to me than you know just you know, an agent, being an agent, right? And I, I learned about that through Bigger Pockets, as you know, probably again a lot of people do. Just given that it's, I think it still is the biggest,、um, it is,、uh, yeah, podcast for for real estate, right?、Um, and after that,、um, you know, I I came across I don't know how I came across it, but I came across something from Astro Flipping. I think I I saw、uh, Jamil Damji being interviewed on Steve Trang's podcast, and I thought you know th- this. This is probably the way that I need to go.、Mm-hmm. Uh, I joined Astro Flipping.、Uh, Astro Flipping is is pretty limited, though, in the way that they teach you to to make money in real estate, right?、Um, you know, you channel, I know that. You basically,、um, you know, call realtors and try to get on market or off market properties, or you know, you act as what they call a micro flipper, which is basically inserting yourself in between a.、Um, Uh, an acquisitions focus and a dispositions focus、uh, wholesale, your your commission in between there.、Um, but I just found that 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 wasn't it didn't really suit my my personality or what have you my skill set. 
And he had Pace um, come on as a guest on one of his uh, Zooms. And I said, wow, this guy is, you know, thinks way outside of the box. Um, you know, I need to get some of the sauce that he has going on. And uh, I ended up joining Sub2. You know, I think that the, the sales guy got me into Sub2. He said, um, uh, what was it? Uh, you know, just because a, f a fish can't climb a tree doesn't mean he's a good fish, right? <laughs> um, you know, he's basically saying that just hitting your head against the wall you know, with one or two ways to, to get into real estate is not necessarily the, the best way to go. You need to find, you know, whatever fits your personality. Thank you. Yeah. So I joined sub two, um, you know, got pretty good at um, acquisitions. Um, I joined uh, a team within sub two doing acquisitions for that team. Um, you know, got a little bit frustrated in, in doing that after a while, simply because, uh, you know, the, the, the team that the company had joined, um, they were in the process of basically beginning to do national marketing, right? Through paper ads. And, you know, what, what I realized and what the owner realized after, you know, a while as well is that they weren't really prepared to, to go nationwide. You know, they didn't have the dispositions um, infrastructure to be able to do deals nationwide. Um, and, you know, we we're getting the, the marketing, the inbound leads that we we're getting were in very small markets. So, you know, that, that made it obviously more difficult to disposition those, even, even though it was uh, easier to get them under contract. Right. Right. Um, so I did that for, you know, a good little while. Um, and then I jumped back into, uh, my company, you know, um, and, you know, I found it difficult to get leads. Um, you know, I, <laughs> I came to the realization after a while that, um, I wanted something, you know, more prestigious than, than calling distressed, uh, retail, mm -hmm. uh, sellers. Right. And I thought to myself, you know, what, what can that be? And um, I remember Pace saying that, you know, the easiest way to get into multifamily is, you know, through the fund the funds model, right? Um, so I began exploring that. Um, and, uh, and then, you know, that's, that's how uh, I find myself today. I'm, I'm focused on that. Um, and the reason being is, you know, I don't have to have a whole built out um, acquisitions and, and operations within multifamily, which, you know, takes a, a long time. Mm -hmm. I can simply focus on getting investors, finding good operators who have deals already locked up under contract right. and, um, you know, getting a, a percentage off of whatever investment amount I bring, you know, the pool of investors that I bring to the table. So that's um, what I'm focused on now. Just, you know, it's been a, you know, a steep learning curve um, because mm -hmm. I'm you know, having to learn multifamily and also, capital raising concurrently. Um, but I know, <laughs> you know, that this is where I need to be. Um, the reason being, you know, I'm somebody who is, um, I, I wouldn't say that I'm necessarily the life of the party, but I am outgoing. I love meeting new people. Um, you know, I have a background in finance. I have an MBA. I have, you know, a background in, in well, I got a marketing degree way before social media came onto the scene. So I don't have the digital marketing chops, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm learning those right now. Mm -hmm. um, I have, you know, some sales background as well. So I think those three things, the sales, the marketing, the finance, uh, backgrounds lend themselves very well to, you know, being a fund of funds manager. Um, awesome. I just I like, there's a different feel in multifamily. You're, you're dealing with, yeah. you know, sophisticated people. Um, it's more inspiring to me, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, Felipe, what you just said actually has a lot to unpack. So if, if we can go back a little and then just, you know, unpack a little more on what you have been through. Sure. Um, you, you, you once worked in SBA. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I was all business consultant. Business Consult consultant. Yeah. Okay. And what do you actually do there? 
uh, you know, we would meet with people, uh, generally startup companies, um, you know, help them uh, with a business plan. I've learned since I've left, you know, on the entrepreneurial side that the business plan is not quite as, uh, it doesn't need to be as involved as the way we tended to go about it in, in the SBA. You know, you really do everything to a minimally viable standard as an entrepreneur uh, and just iterate that way. Um, you know, we would help people uh, obtain loans, um, just all sorts, all sorts of different things that entrepreneurs need help with, right? We had generalists and then we also had specialists in various areas. I was more of a generalist. Um, but yeah, we had our attorneys, CPAs, um, you know, intellectual property um, specialists. So yeah, I, I would I would quarterback the relationship with the, the client and then right. you know, depending on what they needed, I, I you know, might introduce them to a specialist in area X or Y or Z or what have you to, you know, yeah. hopefully be able to help them grow and achieve their um, objectives as soon as possible. So you, you actually come from a background that you understand what a successful business should look like and how to help those startups um, to grow. And you also have resources, connectors, or I mean connections, people in your network that you can point them to to help them grow, right? right? And with your sales background, you have exactly ideas on what they should do to move the business to the right direction. So that's fascinating. Yeah, it's, um, I've done a lot of different things. And uh, I think for, <laughs> you know, for maybe obtaining a, a, a professional job, that's probably not the right resume, but for, for consulting entrepreneurs, it's probably the best resume. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so now you, you also point out that um, you were watching the conversations uh, between Jordan and Cardone. Right, Jordan uh, Bedford or something, if I remember correctly, and Jordan Cardone, Bedford. right? right. Um, what in that conversation that sparked you or what in that conversation, you know, that motivated you to make changes, right? Because it's, it's one thing of learning people saying that real estate is profitable and learning from people that real estate is profitable and then take action. That's two things. Absolutely. Yeah, I think, you know, having had the, the several years of experience consulting entrepreneurs, I always knew deep down that I was an entrepreneur. I just could never really figure out what industry or what niche I, I wanted to basically channel those energies into, right? Mm -hmm. Because I think there's a difference between somebody who can succeed as an entrepreneur and serial entrepreneurs. I'm not a serial entrepreneur. <laughs> I think I think you need to basically be born to, to be a serial entrepreneur, right? It, it takes a very specific... Um, but you're kind of already doing that, right? I mean, in yeah. your role in SBA, you are serving one company after the other after the other. Yeah, but that's as a, as a consultant, right? <laughs> so um, yes. a lot different on the other side. Um, but your question was, uh, you know, what within that conversation, I guess, uh, jumped out to me and really appealed to me. I think, um, I think I've always just been attracted to people with, um, you know, sales personalities, just, just big personalities. Um, you know, my values don't align with most of Grant's values. And uh, probably not Jordan Belfort. I don't. I don't know his, him as well. But just given what he became famous for, probably mm -hmm. not. Yeah. Uh, but um, you know, just just um, you know, people who are outgoing and, and confident uh, like that 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 resonates resonates with me. And um, you know, I had also read. Uh, you know, as most real estate people have read, um, Kiyosaki's book. Rich Dad Poor Dad. Rich Dad Poor Dad. Yes. So I knew that um, you know the the majority. Those who have, um, you know, obtained wealth, you know, probably the, a larger percentage of them obtain that wealth through real estate than in other, any other industry, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they say that with multifamily, it's a, and in, in real estate in general, it's um, get rich for sure, not not get rich quick, but get rich for sure. Mm -hmm. and 
and I had just seen so many um, entrepreneurs who I consulted, you know, bang their heads against the wall and, and, and you know, for a long time and not get anywhere. I, I didn't, I knew that getting rich quick was for, you know, that was a, yeah, it can happen, but you know, that's the probability of that is very low. What, what was more important to me is getting rich for sure. Um, so I so think, more certainty. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, um, you know, yeah, I have the, the sales personality, but I also have an MBA, which, you know, that leads you to be more analytical and be more right. in a sense. Right. Exactly. So combining exactly. those things, I think, um, you know, maybe made that conversation between those few people stand out to me. Cool. Cool. So, um, you mentioned about multifamily, right? What in multifamily currently that you have learned? to make you so sure that this is where you should be in? Well, I mean, I, I know that it has the best sharp ratio, which is risk adjusted returns within real estate. Um, and I know that as long as you pick a, a great operator, um, you know, irrespective of how well the economy is doing, um, you know, it can be a very good investment, right? Certainly. So that means you're leveraging the operator's experience, the expertise and, you know, their team, right? So, so that's a smart move, you know, uh, risk reduction, because, uh, you know, usually when you're buying a multifamily property, there, there's several units within that, uh, multifamily property. So if, you know, a couple of the units aren't performing very well, um, you have all the other ones to, to prop it up. Uh, what else, you know, it's a team sport, so you don't have to do everything. You know, I can focus mm -hmm. on capital raising. You can focus on operations. You know, somebody else can focus on, uh, you know, any, any of the, any other you know, role that's within uh, multifamily. So, um, yeah, the ability to, to really hone in on, on, you know, my unique ability is, um, mm -hmm. is appealing as well. So how do you see yourself in multifamily space, say in the next year? Yeah. So, um, what I'm focused on now, uh, well, twofold, um, well, I've identified my, um, you know, the, the, basically the, the niche market that I want to pursue, you know, that's the most important thing because you want people who will, you know, resonate with you to make it uh, easier in order for you to be able to obtain their capital. So I've identified that, um, you know, it's basically a adventure travelers. Um, you know, there's an association for that. So that makes it easier to target them. Um, and, uh, right now I'm, I'm, you know, really just focused on learning how to underwrite multifamily, um, learning digital marketing, uh, because the best way to be able to scale uh, a capital raising business is through, um, you know, digital marketing, which allows you to, uh, you know, finally target, uh, certain groups of people. Um, and, uh, you know, through, uh, I guess what Russell, Russell Brunson, uh, you know, his, um, click funnels, right. It's, uh, basically, you know, you offer them a product of some sort, you know, maybe an ebook or somehow they get to know about you through your social media. Um, and then, you know, in exchange for the name and email, you offer them some free product that would be of value to them. And that, you know, slowly, but surely, um, allows you to reel them in to hopefully be able to invest with you at some point in the future, just by getting them to know, like, and trust you and, and um, what you have to offer over time. Right. I think that's the, it's not the fastest way to, to gain capital, but is, it is the surest way over time. And it's the, the way to, to scale this, uh, you know, as far as I'm concerned. Awesome. Awesome. And I mean, based off of your background and you know, your personality that would like to connect with people, talk to people that would essentially, you know, help you out with this kind of role. Right. Um, in, in terms of fund to fund, um, wh where are you at? I mean, um, what, what, what's your, what would you say, you know, the, the current status and, you know, um, what, what, what's kind of going to be the next deal look like to you? 
Well, first, um, I have a meeting with an attorney, an SEC attorney tomorrow, just an introductory meeting. Um, you know, it's a 15-minute meeting, but uh, what I'm going to want uh, to do after that meeting is schedule an actual consultation with him to, you know, get all the regulatory things in order, in order for me to establish, you know, a fund of funds. Uh, uh, and, you know, then once I have that, once I'm able to have an LLC, you know, focus for fund of funds, uh, then I'm going to reach out to, you know, a few um, operators to pitch them on the idea of, you know, granting me and my company um, enhanced economics. Um, you know, if I were to bring a larger investment amount, say 500K or a million dollars to um, their particular deal, right? Mm -hmm. And a lot of sponsors are willing to do that because, you know, they would rather not have to deal with, you know, just a bunch of 50K uh, investors, right? If, if they can avoid that, right? It's yeah. just more more involved for them in terms of paperwork and, and headaches, right? But right. it's easier from a management perspective um, to be able to deal with, you know, fewer larger investors, right? Right. Um, yeah, so basically reaching out to those people, getting um, them to allow me to uh, help them fundraise, right, for their next deal. Um, that would be the the next uh, step there. Mm -hmm. Awesome, awesome. Felipe, um, is there anything else that you would like to touch on um, or to share to our audience um, in terms of their real estate journey and all that, um, right? Because I, I typically ask my SL cast this question because many of our audience, they're just getting started, right? And even that you're speaking to like years ago of yourself, what would you tell them and what are kind of the mistake that you have made that you want that younger version of you learn? Yeah, I think, um, you know, uh, Pace Morby, you know, we're both in his mentorship and he says, uh, you know, the most important thing is to know thyself. Um, I think you can get there through trial and error and you can also get there by, you know, maybe taking some personality tests. Um, and, uh, you know, Pace actually has a, a, an avatar series on his um, social media. Mm -hmm. Uh, channel his YouTube channel. I would suggest, I highly suggest going through all of those avatars to decide, you know, which one or two may most fit you. Um, and then if you're not 100% sure after going through that, then I would say just start through trial and error. Try pick something that you think might be best suited to you and, you know, stick with it for at least 90 days. Because if you quit before 90 days, you will never have known if um, it could have been for you, but you just um, quit before really right. giving it a shot, right? Um, in mindset. I think for me, the, the, the combination of three things, um, you know, going through that, the avatar series to really um, know what uh, resonates with me within real estate mindset, getting that dialed in, because um, like I said, real estate is not a get rich quick. It's a get rich for sure. So you will be tested many times throughout your journey. And uh, if you don't have a resilient and strong mindset, you're going to quit before you even have the chance to succeed. Um, and what was the avatar mindset and one other thing, which, uh, is it'll come back to you. Yeah, it'll come back to me. <laughs> so Felipe, I actually love why, what you had just mentioned about mindset, because, um, you know, and, and that's, that's really what MIT stand for. MIT stand for mindset into transformation. Oh, wow. Okay. So, so we're focusing on our mindset because mindset change every bit of our decision or even your thought on a decision that you're about to make. And that right. change eventually everything, right? So, so I, I love what you, what you just said. I remember the third thing I was going to say, community. Um, awesome. You know, Pace always says that um, the thing that uh, basically helped him grow so fast is being around more successful people in real estate, right? Because I think by doing that, you know, a lot of things elevate. Your mindset elevates. Um, you gain access to more and better resources, um, more and better ideas. Um, 
and also, you know, being an entrepreneur can be lonely. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you don't want sure. to feel like you're out there on an island. You want to um, have, you know, uh, some people that you know, like, and trust that you can call on a whim to, to help you get through, you know, a, a major or even a small hurdle that you might be having at, at a particular point in time, right? Because like I said, we will be tested many, many times. Um, and if right. you don't, it's much easier to get over those hurdles if you can lean on somebody who's already been there and done what you're trying to do, right? Exactly, exactly. Love it. Felipe, um, is there anything that you feel like you have to uh, touch on before we wrap up for our conversation here? I don't think so. I think, um, you know, uh, if you want to follow me on IG, it's uh, Felipe Perez, R-E-I, and the spelling of that is uh, F-E-L-I-P-E-P-E-R-E-S, as in Sam, R-E-I. Uh, that's my IG. Fantastic. So, uh, yeah, and your YouTube channel? Yeah, my YouTube channel. Um, that's a good question. It's probably just my name. Actually, it's, it's my name and then a bunch of letters after it, I think. Hold on one second. That's okay. That's okay. So uh, we will include that yeah, in yeah, yeah, uh, at Felipe Perez again. The same spelling that I uh, mentioned earlier, and then one five zero six. One five zero six. Felipe Perez. One five zero six. Yes. All right. So if you're listening in and you have not followed, just go up there and follow uh, Felipe's channels and uh, with him on the IG. If you're um, you know trying to learn about his, his uh, journey, at the same time, um, if you have deals that you would like people to help you fundraise, reach out to him. Yeah, uh, Felipe, thank you again for coming to our podcast. Uh, it's a wonderful conversation and you and I should certainly talk more. Absolutely. Thank you, Benjamin. I uh, look forward to, to connecting uh, later on. Thank you. And uh, I'll see you in the next episode. All right. Felipe, how, how do you like it? <laughs>